Hi everyone, this is Dante. And I'm Beatrice. And this is... Cheating on Fear. It is. Welcome everybody! Yes, to the first first episode. <laughs> wow! So, B. Yes? Why don't you tell me why you wanted to sit down and start recording this podcast? Well, and I... We wanted to call it cheating on fear for a reason. It's I I feel very strongly about doing things that are difficult and challenging. And I I think I had to search myself a little bit for why I felt so strongly about this that we decided together that this was something we were going to do. Are you some kind of adrenaline junkie? <laughs> um Quite the opposite, actually. I have, a, <laughs> I have a highly functioning reticular activating system, and uh, it doesn't take much to get me fired up. So yes, I've had you as a passenger in a car during a snowstorm. <laughs> I am literally the worst car passenger ever. Um, so I, I was raised to be afraid of everything, and I was afraid of everything. I was afraid of, I, I was afraid of stranger danger. I, I used to have to walk you know four blocks to my dance lessons when I was eight years old nine years old and I would like dive into bushes when cars drove up the street because I was terrified somebody was gonna snatch me off the street nobody's letting an eight-year-old walk four blocks anywhere now not now but this was you know a couple decades ago a few decades ago um I I was afraid of trying things I was afraid of not fitting in I was afraid of developing myself as a person I just want and I, I think a lot of kids just want to fit in but I I've, I I felt like I had to hide in plain sight okay all the time and that that's what that was the result you just had to you felt like you were hiding all the time yeah and because it was too scary to just be who I was and and like what I wanted to like and and um you know I I was just in this little confined space of a comfort zone and, you know, and followed this little life script that was kind of set out for me. I I wanted to be Meg Ryan from City of Angels. You know, I used to think about that. I wanted to be, you know, a cardiologist and like ride my bike to work to the hospital and I didn't have to you know, be responsible for anybody else. I just wanted to, you know, but I wasn't, I was never brave enough, I guess, to sort of pursue that and turn away from the life script that gets handed to to people when they're 19 or 20 or 21. And so I shamed myself into, you know, slut shamed myself into settling down and getting married. And, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, and and I don't regret getting married because I have two wonderful boys and I couldn't imagine my life without them and I couldn't imagine who I would be without them. But the first thing that I really did, I think that scared me, was to end a marriage that I was dying from the inside within like why are you laughing it's just this like as you're thinking about it there's like this little like lip curl <laughs> you just like this little snarl of, well, like i was 
dying, dying inside. inside. And it wasn't necessarily his fault. Like I, you know, it just, it just, we were just not a good match. We Wait, were not. A relationship can end because it's not anybody's fault. It totally can end. Oh, oh, just wait. You know, you you all be glad you showed up here because it's possible to end a relationship and not scorch everything in its path. But um, that was the scariest thing to to date that I ever had to do was to tell my husband that I didn't want to be married to him anymore. Mm-hmm. It was really, really. It was super scary. I, I it was almost like I floated outside of my body. And once I found the courage, what what is that? Um, we bought a zoo. Is that the movie? The, yeah, the Matt Damon, Matt Damon movie? one, yeah. and where they talk about this thirty seconds of thirty seconds of bravery can change your life, mm-hmm. or thirty seconds of courage can change your life. And man, I felt that because it can decisions that you make or things that you should say or do or try or places you should go, it changes your life. And Joe Rogan's right when he says, when you do difficult shit, it builds confidence. It makes you a better person. It changes who you are. And after finding the courage to turn away from how... I didn't even want my brain to go to that place where I wasn't in that marriage anymore. It was so scary for me to even think about. I wouldn't even let my brain go there. You know how everybody like fantasizes about stuff? It's like... I couldn't even let my brain go there because I thought once it goes there, it's not going to come back. And that's exactly what happened. Like once, <laughs> once my brain accepted, hey, this doesn't have to be like this anymore. It was just a tumble right to, right to the end of the marriage. And, you know. Was that a long process? It actually wasn't a long process because it wasn't. Like two o'clock on a Friday and you come home at six o'clock. You're like, I'm done. Like, uh, no, I mean. Longer than that. I, I thought about it for, for months months and months and I think there were t- there were moments over the years where I was like I know that this isn't going to be forever and it wasn't because he's a horrible person because he's not he's a good person he's you know um we're just we just weren't good for each other and and I think that's one of the reasons why as far as divorces go it was pretty amicable and to this day I mean we've been we've been divorced nine years now and we're we're pretty i mean our our children are our boys are older but um we're pretty supportive of each other best ex-wife he's ever had i'm the best ex-wife ever <laughs> ever i'm so awesome yeah but anyway so um so yeah and and after i i i finished with that you know there were other things that i tried that frightened me so i started training brazilian jiu jitsu and that was something that the reason I started that was because I wanted to do something that scared the shit out of me. And I had been interested in UFC for a long time and MMA. I was fascinated by it. Uh, a friend of mine that I went to teacher's college with introduced me to it. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, and um, after my marriage ended, I had an opportunity to, to start Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Nogi Jiu-Jitsu, which is sort of like submission wrestling. And I'm about five foot nothing, about 100 pounds. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going well, to try this shit. If you've seen our Instagram, you will have seen some things. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you will see. <laughs> you will see some things. You will see some things. Yeah. Like, there'll, there'll, be, some, there'll be some stuff on there. But, but like... 
um, it was scary. It was scary, you know, the first time somebody sits on your torso and tries to choke you unconscious or break your arm, it's terrifying. And someone that's twice your size... Doesn't seem fair. It's not, but that's the beauty of jujitsu. It's not fair. And now it's not fair for them when I'm when I'm up Sitting there. on their torso yeah. and trying to choke them out. Yeah. Um, so, and that, you know, kind of subjecting yourself to three or four times a week getting beaten up all the time you know it, it's it's like ugh, i don't you know but but the rewards of doing that are it's changed my life quite literally well, changed you, my life you walk with a confidence that i don't see many women have out in the world and i think part of that is because you know that if shit goes down you can take care of it i for the most part i can take care of it i you know Again, Joe Rogan is, you know, he he's like a jujitsu brother to me. Well, he's a black you know? belt, right? He's a black belt. Which is a big deal in Brazilian it's jiu-jitsu. A huge, it's it's not, a huge deal. It's not like in some other martial arts where you train for a year or two and you get a black belt out of it. Like, it takes a long time to get a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, like, they, they say there's an average of, like, three to four years between belts. And how many belts are there for the people who don't know about Brazilian uh, jiu-jitsu? So it goes white, blue, purple, brown, black. Okay. So, and most people don't make it to purple. Okay. And. Well, that's like almost eight years, right? That's like yeah. six to eight years to get a purple belt. Yeah. So I, I, I do have a purple belt. Oh, congratulations. And thank you. And according to Joe Rogan, that makes me a dangerous individual. You were dangerous when you had a blue belt. Well, <laughs> eh, to the untrained person, maybe. Yeah. But, but this is the thing. It's, it's a scary, scary thing to, to go into something like that. It's a very male dominated sport and we'll talk about that another time but you know um taking a risk with you i was not looking for a relationship when we met we were supposed to be something else that's true and are we gonna talk about that today not i mean not in great detail but just in general you know we i mean we're going to talk about the nature of our relationship in in upcoming episodes but but the, the the point was that when we met we were not supposed to be anything really much much more serious than casual fuck buddies is that is that the word you're searching for i think it sounds better when you say it i don't know it sounds better when you say it why i I don't know i don't know it sounds pretty good you say say it it. with such gusto you know yeah fuck buddy there you go (laughs) um and so you know and and the type of relationship that we built together yeah it's a non-traditional relationship to say the least and and not many people get that opportunity to build that from the ground up and sort of negotiate and talk about what you want that relationship to look like and how that's going to work and how that's going to evolve. And that the, the relationship that you and I are in is unlike anything else I've ever experienced. And there are a lot of scary things that go along with that. And what? what? I, wasn't, I didn't think that was the a lot you were going to be going with. <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? I've been in a lot of relationships. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. You know, we're, we're not going to discuss my notch <laughs> count today. That's, um, but, but, and, and moving through those fears together has changed our relationship, mm-hmm. has changed us both as people, I think, not just as partners, but in all the different roles that we play in our lives. And, 
you know, and so you get used to doing scary things and things that you're afraid to do. And every time you do that, like the first time you took me diving, I'm, I was quite sure I was going to die. Like, I, I don't know if I really expressed that to you in that, in that setting, but I was pretty sure I was going to die that day. I mean, our boat captain was the best on that. <laughs> he was. What was his name? Uh, Macaron. Say it again. Macaron. I love when you speak Spanish. <laughs> and he, he, you're sitting there on the edge of the boat. We're getting ready to do the thing, and I have to get in the water first as the instructor. And and he's like, "What are you worried about? It's just water. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's the worst thing that could happen to you. It's just water. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a baptism. Like, <laughs> I don't breathe water. <laughs> that's okay. You have all the air you need to breathe on your back. But yeah. Unless- you were, you were terrified. You I was were, terrified. You were very cool up until. You had to go in the water, and then I could see the like the 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 fear in your eyes. You did all the things that they train you <laughs> mm-hmm. as an instructor, as a scuba diving instructor. They train you to like this is a panic diver. You yes, were, you were classically all of those things trying to <laughs> wait, re- wait, simultaneously. Wait, no, 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 don't tell that yet. Wait, I just wanted to because I was keeping it really un- well under wraps. Okay. When we talked about you taking me for discovery dive and and you're amazing like you're you know you have you've been an instructor for a long time you've taken a lot of people for for their discovery dives for and for those who don't know that's if you're not a certified diver you kind of dive under yeah it's like a chance to try with an instructor yeah. to try breathing underwater so discovery dive try dive whatever it is and so and I was like this is a great idea this is going to be amazing and. We were in the Galapagos, and what an amazing place for me to go diving for the first time. I was just, I just felt really lucky to be able to have that opportunity. And then, the night before, I sat with a few other people who were diving for the first time, and we watched a safety video. Yeah, because we have to, like, you can't just go in the water without knowing anything. No, I know, but I didn't know that. I (laughs) thought you were just going to, like, tell me what to do underwater. I forgot you can't talk under there. So... I'm watching this video and they're talking about these three things that you have to be able to do. So you have to be able to clear your mask. You have to be able to recover your regulator and you have to be able to, um, uh, what's, what's that? Share it. I'm giving you the side for sharing air. Sharing, I'm sharing air. air. I, I, I share thought air. the other thing was like the um, equalize. Equalizing. Is that yeah. not, is that not? Yeah, a, but we had to do a couple of skills. Oh, that's right. We had to pass, pass the regulator back. Yeah. Forth. So my big thing that I got stuck on was the regulator recovery because I was like, why? Why am I getting rid of it? Why is it out of your mouth? Like why? And you're like, I don't know. Like sometimes people swim by and they kick it out. I'm like, what? Like I will hurt someone. Like I, <laughs> what? And so then I started to freak out a little bit. And then, you know, I wasn't really weighted properly either. So you were heavy because I was heavy. It, there's a high salinity where we were, and, and new divers tend to. This isn't meant to be a diving podcast, but but new divers tend to be. They tend not to deflate their lungs, and so you kind of have to add extra weight to them to be able to help get get them underwater. So and I mean the and amount you, of and you you were like you just go in the water. I'll be there in a minute. I was like what? I, I, and I just. I don't know. So now we can go. So once I dropped into the water, mm. then I showed all the signs of a panic diver. So what was that again? That was tearing your mask off while simultaneously pulling your regulator out <laughs> while also not being buoyant and floating at the surface. Mm-hmm. It's just basically a recipe for drowning, which is what panic divers do. 
Right. And that was the first time you and I had, had done experienced a fearful situation. Yes. And and how did it go? Well, here's the thing. I I learned, we learned a lot about each other on that trip. Yes. Which, by the way, like we went away. I mean, you were already away. I was there for several weeks. You were there for several weeks. I came down to join you for 10 days at the end of, of a project that you were on. Mm-hmm. And we had only been seeing each other... For, we ha- we were seeing each other for six weeks before you left, and then you were gone for another seven weeks. So we hadn't been together that long. We didn't know each other super well. But I know it was like a shit test for when I came, like for me to come down That's there. not a thing. <laughs> How does she do in my world? Um, which I loved it, by the way. But here's here you were so awesome about it. Oh, thank cause you. Because you said to me, we don't have to do this today. We don't have to do this. We can go back home. And you can you can learn how to dive in a pool. Yeah, it's with not a problem. Band aid monsters and hair with monsters. What and, monsters? Well, the stuff you find in public pools what that was, you can't. What was the first one? Band aid monsters <laughs> and hair monsters and all sorts of stuff. Gross. Yeah. And I d- and but you were so like I think a lot of people would have been like, oh my god, like relax, like it's fine, it's fine. And you just weren't. You didn't act like that. And you said, you don't have to do this. We can do this. And I remember thinking to myself, are you fucking kidding me? I had the opportunity to do a try dive in the Galapagos. And I was like, no, I'm too scared. I'm going to go home and do a pool and do a pool in Ontario. Like, fuck that noise. And I made a decision at that moment. Like, nope, I'm going to do this thing. And then I did the thing. And it was amazing. I got to be Darth Vader for like an hour. Showed you some sharks. Yeah. You were not super jazzed about that. I loved them. You just didn't want me to go anywhere near them. Well, I wanted you closer than me, but you know, sleepy white tips, not a big deal. Yeah, they were yeah. fine, but it, it was it was an unbelievable experience, it was. and it was one of those things. And now it's one of my favorite memories. Yeah, with you because it was such a it was doing that with you, overcoming that fear, and and I feel like all of the things that I did scared prepares you for the next thing so one of the biggest things with jujitsu is you get comfortable being uncomfortable right and i take that into so many other aspects of my life and our life and i i think it's it's i think people wait for a time where they're not going to be uncomfortable and that time if you're doing something different and you're doing something hard and you're doing something challenging that's never going to come and I don't want to be comfortable anymore. I only want to be comfortable when I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Or watching Rick and Morty. Then I want to be comfortable. Oh my goodness, Rick and Morty. <laughs> be prepared for some so, references. You know, so so I wanted to do this podcast because I think there are a lot of experiences that I have individually, that you have individually, and that we have as a couple and as as sort of collectively in our shared experiences that would help a lot of people and demystify some of the things and yeah. and talk about some of the things that people are afraid of so that maybe it takes a little bit of the fear away so that they can have the same the same kind of life because it's amazing the opportunities and the possibilities that open up when 
you go, yeah, I'm a little scared to do this, but, and don't get me wrong. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to talk. I don't want, I don't want people to mistake like doing things that you're scared of versus things that you should be fucking scared of. Mm -hmm. Like foolish things, dumb things. Risk is important and it is, but you know, not, not reckless thing not recklessness that's not what we're talking about here you know it's like yeah you know what just you know just watch a few fail army videos to see how that shit goes (laughs) so that so that's why i'm i'm really glad that people are here and really glad that we're doing this because i i just i just think it's something that we can share with people well fear's a motherfucker it is a motherfucker. And it's amazing what happens when you say yes. Mm-hmm. When you're presented with an option or a choice and you choose the, the hard option or the scary option, what can come out of that? Well, that's a nice little segue into your side of this. So I wanted to do this because since being with you, my life has changed a lot. Not... Not just because you're amazing, but thank you. But because my my whole my world has completely changed in the last couple of years. Um, my marriage ended, um, which was a big turning point. Whenever a long term relationship, whether you're married or not, whenever something like that ends, and in my case, it had been like multiple decades. So I didn't really know, I was learning a lot about who I was at the same time, you know, separate from this, from this other person. And well, you guys have been together since you were teenagers. Since, yeah. I mean, we, we weren't, we weren't in the same high school, but you that's were high the school time, sweethearts that's essentially. The time frame. Yeah, exactly. Wow, yeah. So, you know, married, kids, business, house, all, you know, the natural societal yeah you know progression of how things go and when as you said when you make that decision to say yes to being happy to say no to doing the thing that is actually hurting you then there's a lot of unknown out there and it's not like it was the first time that I had done things that were scary my background and doing research in in the field and Latin America, living in jungles, and I'm a primatologist by training, so studying monkeys, you got to go where the monkeys are. You're a monkey doctor. I, yeah, much to the... It sounds really cute, it, by the way. Yeah, it's it very really disappointing cute. to most of my family. And your, especially your nonna. Especially my Italian grandmother. She's not <laughs> super jazzed about that. But, you know, there was a lot of stuff that I had to do to be able to get to that point. You know, living in different cultures, learning other languages... Um, living in environments that are not like where I grew up in or where most of the listeners have spent any time in and adapting to those kinds of uncomfortable environments and, you know, taking that calculated risk and, you know, deciding what was, what was worth risking and what was not worth risking. And there are lots of times in my field research where, you know, I would come across extremely venomous snakes not just one or two but over the course of a hike a couple of dozen of them and every single one i saw was one that i avoided but then it made you think about well how many did i step over and miss (laughs) how many didn't you see right and then it's like if i get bitten what happens next like 
I have to make the decision, you know, if I've got to hike 15, 20 kilometers to get to any kind of medical or to get to a village to then take a, a truck another couple of hours to a medical facility, do I amputate the limb to slow the spread of the poison and then hope I don't bleed out or, you know, just tourniquet it and, and hope that me and my field assistant can get out in time. Like this those- is what you're thinking on your hike? Well, this is these are the risks. Like this is the calculation, the metric that goes on, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm establishing a field site, I got to look at like, well, what's the worst case scenario? And in, and in my current business, I spend a lot of time doing risk management, which is kind of a shitty place to be because you're trying to figure out all the ways that people can hurt themselves and try to minimize that risk. So you're kind of not super fun because people want to do things that they think are super fun and you're just calculating out like if they do this thing, and it goes badly, I have to do point A, point B, point C, point D. I'm, I'm just thinking about the swing. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the first time I'd ever seen you angry. So we're in, without going into too much detail, but we're in Ecuador. <laughs> we're in the Galapagos. And I have people with, with us that I'm responsible for. They're young. They're, they're young. They're students. They're students. And, and there's and there's somebody from our, our mainland project that is there. And ostensibly, this person is in charge of everything going on in the country for the organization, um, but hasn't actually been in the Galapagos at all. And we go to this place where they have one of these, like, swings that swing out over a hill so at the kind of apex of the swing you're really high off the ground and out in the middle of nowhere i'm sure if you search instagram there's lots of pictures of of people doing these kinds of things and it's you know you feel like when you're out on the swing you feel like you're flying yeah because you can't see all you're like it's water right you there's ocean at the bottom of this this what probably two three hundred foot yeah, embankment. Very far away, but yes, there is water after you Eventually. tumble after you tumble through multiple, you know, meters of forest and Galapagos tortoises and Aww. prickly pears and everything else yeah, in between. Home. And and all I could think about was 60 people lining up to go on this swing and how I was going to have to get them out of there when inevitably one of them slips off (laughs) and breaks countless bones and all because it would be fun, right? And that's not always, you know, it's not always an awesome place to be, but... But some somebody has to do those. But kinds that's of the things. recklessness I'm talking about. Yes. Like that's I mean that that we, ha- we need to make that distinction. That yes. recklessness is not smart. You got to be smart about being stupid. Like honestly, and, and and like you making that decision when it became clear to me that m- my marriage was not the right path for me to be on anymore. Not because I didn't love my children, and not because I didn't care about my ex but because it was ultimately hurting me mm-hmm. and that I wasn't the person that I wanted to be anymore. In my case, there was a lot of frustration that would manifest itself in anger. And that's not the kind of environment I wanted my children to grow up in. Um, and so making that decision, like you, to say no to something that in, in my case had been going on for decades uh, was really, really tough. But... Sometimes you have to make that tough decision and ultimately the reward is you can't always imagine what the benefit is going to be to, to those things. There's risk involved, but, you know, there could be something amazing at the other end of it there. And so doing this podcast for me was about 
talking about this sort of story. It's one of the reasons why we're using pseudonyms. Um, because for us to be completely open and honest with you, everybody listening, um, we we can't be we can't be our true selves um, because of jobs and a bunch of other things that are going family. on, family and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's like doing porn, except there's no pictures. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna find. I out. was looking for a witty retort to that, but I just I don't have anything. I'm sorry, I kind of sprung that on you. <laughs> um, so yeah, but this is going to allow us to be... I'd rather be honest than famous. Exactly. How about be, that? Be completely open and honest with everybody. And um, we're hoping that as this as these episodes go along uh, and, and the listeners can get uh, in touch with us and talk to us about their experiences and directions for where they would like the show to go or episodes and things like that. Uh, so you can... You know, it's a nice little segue at this point before we move on to the next thing. Um, we've got a website, cheatingonfear.com. You can email us at info at cheatingonfear.com. And where are we on um, social media? So we have Twitter yeah. at Cheating on Fear and Instagram at Cheating on Fear. Super so, easy. And you can, there's obviously messaging on either of those platforms. And we, we thought well. about shortening it to just COF, <laughs> but um, that's I short. We, what we? Well, I briefly thought okay, about it. Because right, cheating you. on fear is a mouthful. C-O-F. I think it rolls, but okay, C-O-F, The yeah. C-O-F is short form for come on face. Oh, God. I mean, some people like it. I mean, listen, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum or anything. No, absolutely not. But no. I don't think that that is... You can have a preference. You can, but I don't think it's an appropriate, you know, Squarespace... <laughs> <laughs> Domain? Domain? Three letters... To be fair, three-letter domains are tough to find. Mm. I'm sure somebody... We should Google that. Don't do it at work, no, though. No, that's fine. No, it's probably it going to be something gross, but... Okay, no, that's fine. I'm, yeah. I'm, all, I'm all good. But no, okay. so so we're all... We're absolutely reachable. Yeah, a lot of different ways. So please reach out. Let us know if you've got feedback on this episode or obviously in the upcoming episodes. If uh, there's something you'd like us to discuss, we would love to hear it. Uh, and so you can contact us in all those different ways. So I have a question for you. Yes, B. What what would you say is your proudest moment as far as conquering something that you were afraid to do? I think I think the diving thing was kind of big for me, but mm-hmm. what what would you say that your what was your shining moment where coming through something was like that really changed me or that was really significant for me? Well, I remember this is turning into like the diving episode, but um, I remember when I was in the Galapagos and I and I did, I did that really scary dive, that one that you actually felt. Oh, you know what? You tell the story and then okay. I'll, yeah. So there's um, off of one of the big islands in in the Galapagos, uh, Santa Cruz. There's a really famous dive site called Gordon rocks gordon's rocks gordon Gordon rocks Rocks. gordon rocks uh and it's like a washing machine it's super turbulent in the surface but when you get down to to some depth um it calms down a lot and that high energy area brings in a lot of pelagic or open ocean species so sunfish which are super rare mola molas are super rare in other parts of the world they're really common there uh and sharks specifically hammerheads you get big aggregations of hammerheads in this area Mm. there and it was the first time i dived Gordon Rocks, and it was hairy. It's a deep dive. You spend a lot of time 
you know, at 100, 120 feet, stuff like that. And, and it was, the current was so strong. We're literally holding on to these like volcanic outcroppings. And I've got this kind of cool video of like a sea turtle just like totally like chilling out next to one like of the crush. divers. Yeah, totally. But you can see the bubbles from the, from the regulator of the diver in the video, like just being blown past them. Oh, wow. Like the current is really, and the, but you look at the turtle and he's just totally mm. motionless in the water there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, that was probably in recent memory, the most scared I had been. I was not working as an instructor, but there well, was what some, happened? You guys well, were, were holding some, on, and what happened? Well, there were some novice divers that we were having problems with that were not prepared to do this kind of advanced level dive. And I'd been briefed, but I had never dived in this location. Um, so I'm dealing with some other divers who are, you know... Freaking out. Freaking out a little bit. and But I'm also trying to kind of sort my own shit out as well. And I remember getting out of the water and texting you from the boat once we got back kind of into sing- signal range. And you had been feeling awful that well, day. Well, that, that was, that was a, such a crazy day because I um, they were actually filming something at my jiu-jitsu gym. So oh, there was right. a bunch of us. There was a bunch of us that had gone to the gym that day to pr- participate in this shoot they were doing. And I just remember feeling sick to my stomach all day. And I'm not that I usually have a bit of an iron gut, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a, I mean, there have been times where, you know, I've had a little bit too much wine mixed with my fireball, but, um, but I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, I don't really have a nervous stomach. I'm not that type. And I just remember feeling sick all day and I just could not figure out why like I hadn't eaten anything weird it wasn't a a weird day just this just this ball in the pit of my stomach and then when you texted me and had told me about this crazy dive I was just like and that I mean that was something from the beginning where we seem to have this not to get all woo-woo on everybody but yeah this connection right this very strong connection that you were feeling like Oh my fucking god! This is this is as scared as I've ever been in my life, and I felt that from another continent. Mm-hmm. You know, there were times where I'd wake up in the middle of the night. Or I'd be on, I'd be on the west coast, and, and you'd be on the west coast, which is like three like hours behind me. And two in the morning, and I, getting... I would message you when I woke up in the morning, and you're the sound. You'd have do, do not disturb on your phone, but you would wake up like a, a couple minutes after. I texted you or yeah, we, we, it was almost like this conduit opened up synchronicity between us when we, when we, when we first started, it was, it was quite remarkable. And I've, I don't think I've ever had a, a connection like that with anyone before. So when you messaged me and told me that you'd had this horrifying experience, I was just, it was like, wow, that's, that's why I've been feeling sick all day because it was almost like I could feel how terrified you were. Um, yeah, really, really, it, it was it was quite something. It, but that was a, that was a scary day for you. Yeah, in you know. But what came out of that? Like, how did you feel after that? Was it sort of like, wow, there's you know not too many things scarier than that. I think I can get through pretty much anything else now. Well, it's. It's nice to know that your training and your experience can can allow you to not, you know, when you see other people panicking in a situation and 
instead of panicking, you kind of go into like, okay, I need to do this and then I need to do this and make sure this is secure and okay, I got to have this and this and this. like to know that all that stuff that's been drilled into you is is working the way it's supposed to. Um, it's a good feeling to know that you can do it. It um, certainly set me up for the kind of conditions that I'd be working in over the next t- several weeks because I never dived in that environment. It was literally one of my first dives in in the Galapagos. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to, uh, I think it was my first week there, um, to, to experience what that was, what that was all about. Um, but it also helps to build confidence when you get through something like that. Mm-hmm. Not cockiness, because that can be dangerous, you know, confidence well, tempered. That's, that's with, how people die. Yeah. Well, especially when you're doing things like like if you're in an activity like scuba diving where people where people can can die or even like i mean in talk about in jiu-jitsu if you don't you know if 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 somebody taps and you don't release fast enough things get broken and people lose consciousness yeah. i mean a lot of people don't die no in in these kinds of sports you mean they because- don't like steven seagal like twist <laughs> the head around and stuff like that well that's you know that's kind of the thing about brazilian jiu-jitsu it's and this is not the last time i'll be talking about this absolutely it's such a a huge part of my life um but the idea that um you know you can go a hundred percent you can make a hundred percent effort in a session and but it's it's just getting to a position where somebody taps then you let it go and and i think that 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 is really that opened up a whole new world for me i think because i think during my marriage and while i was kind of living the idea someone else's idea of what my life should be and who i should be um you know i i feel like there was a sense of half-assing stuff you know, now I use my whole ass for things, and that. <laughs> Why are you laughing? This is this is a funny joke. I don't just half ass. <laughs> I use my whole ass. Now I use my whole ass yeah. for everything, and I just, just imagine you backing up into things like, like moving, like your moving whole furniture, ass, like just, like just moving just, into stuff, just moving into stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know where to give to put an effort into things. I I think you know. You're going to get out what you put in. And I know that sounds really cheesy to say, but um, it's amazing what happens when you when you dedicate yourself to something or when you, you know, I mean, when I started doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I never thought that I would be, you know, I'm, I'm essentially halfway to a black belt now. Mm-hmm. And I never in a million years when I started that thought that that would be a thing. Like, I remember my sensei turning to me the first summer that I started. And, you know, we were all kind of sitting. It wasn't my turn to roll, which for people that don't know, it's it's like sparring on the ground. And uh, he said to me, you're going to have a rough time. Like, you're you're little. Like, you're even, you're little. And a you're, woman. You're even little for a woman. Like, you're a small woman. You're going to have a rough time. And I was like, yeah. I, I am. And I do. I am the I am the smallest um jujitsu player in my club. And you know, oh well. It it just makes me better. It just makes me better. And you know what? You have bad days with everything. But 
you know, what's that saying? Fall down seven times, stand up eight. Like, as long as you keep getting up and keep going, there were lots of times I wanted to quit. There were tons of rages that I had where I was like, I can't do this. I'm, I'm too small. I'm too old. I'm too, you know, whatever it is. Um, and you go, nope, you know what? No, you gotta, you gotta keep, keep at it. And it's changed. It's changed me in so many ways for the better. Um, I look at things as options. Like here are situations. What are my options? Yeah. There's not, I don't feel like, um, there's any catastrophic shit anymore do you know where a lot of times people you know you, you hear it a million times right why is all this happening to me why is this happening to me right. where people feel like like um victims in their own lives yeah. or like the world is out to get them or they can't catch a break or you know and it's it, that's really that's not a thing that's all perspective and how you see things the incredible randomness of the universe means that shitty things are going to happen sometimes and it's not a panacea. It's not like because you have these skills, you never experience fear. No, of course not. It happens all the time, but it's how you choose to deal with it. And there's the thing. Yeah, shitty things happen to me. Shitty things happen around me. Like, yeah, it happens. And you still get scared, but sometimes you just got to do it scared. So what are the kinds of things that you want to cover in in these upcoming episodes. I mean, we have a plan and it's going to change slightly as we start to get feedback from the listeners. Yeah, like I think it's it's going to it's going to evolve on its own and it's going to go where it goes, but you know, one of the things we had a really hard time categorizing this podcast because I you know, we've done a lot of travel together and discovered a lot of things. We're both parents. Your kids are small, my kids are older. Yeah. And I feel like you know, we share a lot of parenting stuff back and forth because you may see things with my boys that I don't see because I've been in it so long and I'm here to tell you that yeah. your your little ones are going to be just fine yeah. right you're here from the future so I'm here from me, the future to tell you to talk about how to introduce it's gonna be fine. how to deal with porn and you yeah know. Uh, you know so you know parenting parenting is super scary being yeah. being being responsible for oh my God. other when, little humans. When they hand you your baby and they're like, okay, like take it home, and bring it back in 24 like, hours, I'm don't not kill qualified. it. I'm not yeah. qualified for this. It took longer to learn how to drive a car than it did to become well, a parent. And no one needs, well, for you, it didn't take okay. long for you. It takes us a long time. <laughs> all right, Mike. All right. The male contribution is a little bit less. A lot less. A little bit less. Wow. M- almost nothing. <laughs> it depends on who you are Um, it doesn't take nine months that's for sure well and then and then you nurse them for six months well i don't nurse them nope that's what i'm saying you don't do shit you just well it's just a good time yeah well i apparently like dedicated baby making sex isn't very fun it's not (laughs) no it is not recreational sex is way more recreational sex is super fun purposeful sex so Parenting is a scary thing, yeah. and I think it needs to be navigated with, I think people panic parent a lot. Well, and hmm? go ahead. Yeah, and they don't need to. The kids are fine. They'll be all right. Love them. Anybody who grew up in the 70s and 80s, you know you're going to be just fine. We're alive, yeah. and you know we didn't have a lot of the things that are in place now. I mean, but. I remember riding in the back window of my dad's car as like a four-year-old. 
Like just lying across the oh, back yeah. under the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... The Karens of the world would not let that stand right now. No, no. Like, you, you used to live in Yukon? Oh, in the Arctic, yeah, in northern Canada. And you were seven years old and got kicked off of your school bus, like three miles from home. Yeah, and it was like 35 centigrade below zero. <laughs> and the bus driver's like, Fuck you, get, get off the, the bus. fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> walk home. And my friend had and to keep me from falling asleep in the snowbank and yeah, dying. Because you almost died. Yeah. In the st- like your well, body was starting to shut down. We're so far north. It's three o'clock in the afternoon and it's already been dark for like two hours. I, right? It's like, crazy. It was yeah. crazy. Anyway, so parenting is a big thing. I'm, I, fitness has been a huge part of my life since I was 19 years old. I'm a kin girl by training and... You know, I've I've been a personal trainer. My own training has been super important to me. I don't feel like I could have started jujitsu if I wasn't in the shape that I was in. Um, I've done functional training, hit training for a long, long time. It's 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 a big thing. Nutrition is a big thing. I've lived it. I've taught it for years. It's something that's super important. Travel versus vacationing. That's mm-hmm. something that we're going to talk about. The things that we've learned, traveling together, traveling separately, the things that you've done, right. your your field work and, and your adventures with, with your expeditions and, and those um, those trips. And then, you know, one of my favorite topics, sex and relationships. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think I find it fascinating. The things that we have talked about the adventures we've been on, the evolution of our relationship. I think it's important to talk about. And again, unfortunately, we have to do this fairly anonymously because... If we want to be honest about ethical non-monogamy and open relationships, monogamish relationships, the difference between monogamy and non-monogamy, all of those kinds of things. And we are going to have guests that have different lives and different different kinks and perspectives yep. and and i think it's important you know to 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 have those and look at all that it doesn't necessarily mean it, you have to adopt it as part of your experience or your relationship or life but i think it's important to hear about that and just know the different things that are out there and maybe make it not so scary unfortunately it's the types of experiences that we have together are a little too scary for people and maybe at some point, it will be mainstream enough where we don't have to hide. And it's not like I said. I I'm more I'm more interested in honesty over infamy. Right. It's not it's not important that everybody knows who we are. It's about what we're saying and why we're here. And, and hopefully, people can take something from that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really about it, right? Um, what was there? I, I think that's that was that pretty much runs the gamut of of where we would like to go. Some of the things we'd like to talk about, and there are some fascinating people out there that are doing amazing work and research and doing things differently and giving people options and opening eyes and hearts and minds. Yeah, and we'll do our best to link you to things that we found or we find yeah. interesting and. To allow you the chance to to go on the same kind of 
journey of discovery and knowledge and mm. and learn more because i think the more you know just in general but specifically on any individual topic the less scary things are going to seem it's the it's the not knowing that is the scariest part i think so yeah all the, right yeah i'm really excited to do this with you thanks b i'm really excited too so uh just to wrap up we'll just give our contact stuff again yeah, um, you can email us at info at cheatingonfear.com and, or you can find us on Instagram or Twitter and uh, give, us a, give us a thumbs up or a review or...